save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 203. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan at Cap in America. Whoa, you pr- I usually give your uh, credit. <laughs> I don't want to get out of the way. I'm blowing up on Twitter these days, so I wanted to keep it moving, <laughs> keep it going. The Armenians love me. What, what's, your, what, what's your handle? You can find me, well, just, you can find me at turnersparks.com, but most importantly, buy my album, Turner Sparks Live from the Friars Club. I recorded it at the Friars Club in New York City. It's available worldwide. So if you're listening right now in Poland, if you're listening in Armenia, which I know you are, if you're listening in New Zealand, any of our recent episodes, uh, buy that, get, get the album, support the show, support me, support the show. But other ways, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, guess what? We're also a podcast. Listen to our podcast. Subscribe mm-hmm. in your podcast player. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube. Come on, we got to double our views. We want to double the audience. And we want to double our views without show. doubling the audience. Exactly. Exactly. We want to double <laughs> our views without doubling. It's harder to get more people. Exactly. It's easier to get one person to download twice. Exactly. <laughs> Kaplan. Our Patreons, uh, we're doing three extra episodes a week on Patreon. That is, uh, this is Lost in America. That show's called Live from the Bunker. That is you and me talking. At, sometimes we do wrap-ups of this show on that. Yeah. So, like last week, we had Vodka James. He lived in Azerbaijan. He's a listener. He lived in Azerbaijan for a year working for BP Oil. So yes. he called in and he said, hey, I got something to add about that Armenia-Azerbaijan story. Let me come on. And we said, yeah. you have the floor, Vodka James. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we talk about how my kid has got 30, is in a class with 30 other kids now because of how the New York City is handling the coronavirus school situation. Sometimes we talk about your, uh, you, you, you meet some very interesting characters. Going to get a milkshake in New York City turns into a whole adventure. So we, we, we've got, it's a day, it's, you learn about our, our daily lives here in New York. It's some interesting stuff. Plus we do wrap up. So it's, you subscribe. And the way you can subscribe, go to Patreon. Uh, com slash lost in America for $5 a month. You get three episodes of me and Kaplan a week, plus this show. So that's four episodes a week of all of the, of the two of us. Um, plus we have a great deal going on right now. Everyone knows 
Listen, we've been doing, there's been parades up and down the streets of Manhattan for us because we went to number one in Armenia a couple weeks ago. Well, to commemorate that. Yes. You know how like when the, the Lakers or the Bulls, somebody wins an NBA championship, boom, immediately they have merchandise. Merch is out. There's like an, there's an ad comes out on TV, like immediately. Get your Warriors hats. Get your, yes. Well, we're doing the same. We're we cranking have, it out. We are making Lost in America t-shirts that say number one in Armenia. Exactly. How about call, that for ten dollars? Yeah, go ahead. Those are in process right now, being made. They're in. They're in production. We're going to be debuting those designs, the T-shirts, on next week's show. But for ten for a ten dollars subscription to our Patreon show, if you sign up for ten dollars a month, Patreon.com/slash/LostInAmerica, you get those three extra episodes. Plus, boom, we'll mail you a T-shirt. How about that? Lost in America, number one in Armenia. Or if you just want the T-shirt, if you're sick of hearing us blab, for twenty-five bucks you can get the T-shirt. But why not sign up for ten dollars a month at Patreon? America. Get, get a teacher. Plus and the you show. get you bet the backlog of over a hundred episodes. We've done the entire history of the quarantine. A lot of great episodes there. And yeah, you, you, you talk to your fat, you've got factory connections in China. They're churning out a lot of these shirts. We're very confident. We're like, we don't want this to be a situation where, you know, when the team loses in the Super Bowl and, and you see a bunch of kids in Africa wearing uh so we don't want a bunch of kids in Africa to be wearing number one in Armenia shirts. We want to give these to fans. Yes. So, well, if our fans are in Africa, that's or, fine. Oh, yeah, we have plenty of fans in Africa, of course. But we, especially when we do an episode there. So, yeah, order those immediately. It's a great deal. $10 a month. There you go. Free shirt. On the show today. Uh, oh, last thing. Sorry. You can watch this show on Wednesdays at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Twitch slash Comedy Hub. Let's, we'll get talk more about that next week. But... Every week now, we're going live on Twitch on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern to debut the video of this episode. Plus, Kaplan and I will be in the chats. You can talk to us and watch this show with us. All right, let's get to our guest, Kaplan. Yes. This what's, week, what's the episode this week? This week, we're talking about Poland, the great country oh, of Poland. We have uh, one of our favorite, our, 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 our number one favorite Polish comedian. Uh, sorry, Irish. I'm not sure if he's Irish or Polish, but he lives we'll in Poland. Out. Yes, Peter Zumowski is on the show today. Kaplan, before we bring him in, uh, let, tell me, what do you know about Poland? I mean, well, first off, the, the Kaplinski clan, we, we, part of our live, part of us are from Belarus, part of us are from Poland. So my whole life, I've, uh, I've been, so when I was growing up, I used to love to, my grandfather would tell me Polish jokes, and I felt like I could tell him because I was part Polish in a way. And so that was, but then I know that people stopped telling the Polish jokes because Poland got trendy. You know, yeah. it got, became like a cool, it became the new Prague, the new whatever people were going to. The new Berlin. The new Berlin. People were going to party there. They would see vacation there. It was cooler than saying you went anywhere else. And Western Europe's boring. Poland was in. But then things started taking a turn in the past few years. Started like a hard right turn. Yeah, which I didn't even know about. Just to back you up there, I knew a couple guys, jazz musicians. They were all yeah. moving to Poland. That yes. was like, it was the new New Orleans, apparently. It was like you go down to Warsaw, you play a little music, all of a sudden you get discovered. Next thing, I don't know what happens to jazz musicians when they get popular, but whatever. You can live out your life <laughs> yeah. as a Polish jazz musician. Yeah, that sounds like That's a great life. Goes. And then as you said, somewhere along the way it turns. I found out about this turn about three weeks ago. Yeah. I think you <laughs> so, found out about it a couple of years ago, but they've had, I know they're, the, uh, Trump loves their, their leadership. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden does not. Um, that's kind of as far as I know. I know they have a leader that, uh, oh, you know, what I found out about was this, something with like these uh, anti-LBGTQ zones in the country. Yes. And Some far-right leadership. 
is empowered. That's all I know. Should we get our guest on? And I know. Well, and I, yeah, it's become sort of like the anti. We did New Zealand last week, which is the cool place to travel if you're a liberal right now to move. Poland's kind of the opposite because they just they just banned abortion. Basically, is what we learned. Oh, so, that's tough for college kids. That's tough for it's not a place to go party <laughs> if there's no abortions, and not a good place to to flee America. So, uh, yeah. Peter Zumoski, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Uh, how's it going, guys? There's a lot to unpack there. There's a, there's a lot of information you just said, and uh, yeah, I was almost making notes there. Oh, great. <laughs> we like to pack it in and then have you yeah. just unpack all our errors and everything. And I, I want to give you a, a proper introduction. So I tried to look up a lot of your information online, and a lot of it was in Polish, so I couldn't mm -hmm. read it. So apologies. But every video I've seen of yours on YouTube has like 3 million views. So you're doing something right. Um, are, are you touring? You're touring Europe. You're touring, I guess, Poland. I want to get into that later, how you're touring Poland. If you're going into these, uh, what zones you're, you're allowed to perform. <laughs> <Comedy zones. laughs> but how uh, do you, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know. I was just answering the question. How's it going uh, in terms of the career? Uh, it, I mean, Poland has a very small stand-up scene, right? So it's enough just to be here. Do you know what I mean? Like if you guys were here, you would have a million views as well. It's just, oh. there's not a lot of us. So uh, without competition, everyone's good. Um, and in terms of traveling around the world, I mean, I did a tour around the world, which lasted 409 days where I gigged in like 30 countries. But that was never really recorded and it was more of an adventure that I just, you know, I was a kid and I was just, you know, doing stand-up everywhere I could. And uh, that finished like three or four years ago and ever since then I've been performing in Poland. And was that so, when uh, we hung out in 2015? As you remember, That would be about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. In about 2015, 16. In New York like City. That. And Turner does not remember this. We should we should clear up the audience. You are just, you meet I was so highly, many people. You no, party no, no. so much with the comics. <laughs> I was in New York for five days. I was highly jet lagged. Uh, yeah, my wife was asleep the whole time. She was, she could, she could barely leave to get up to come watch the, the oh, show. Strange. It didn't seem like you had a wife when we hanged out. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> we were f flying in from uh, Shanghai and here for a very limited time. But um, so anyway, so what's going on in Poland? When did this change happen? It seemed it was like the super cool place to be. Now everything we read is negative. What, what, what went on? Uh, look, uh, I mean, I don't know how, how, how much you know about Poland in terms of like the geopolit geopolitical situation, the history, the tradition and all that. But right now it's all coming to a head with the abortion laws, right? Uh, which means that three days ago, I think, or maybe four days ago, the, the main uh, constitutional tribunal, I don't know if I'm translating that right, but I'm talking about like the guys who are above the, the like, like the main Supreme guys Court. in the justice. That's it, yeah. right? Supreme Court. Uh, and they basically banned uh, abortion when it comes to, um, uh, sorry, again, my English is slipping. I haven't spoken in a while. Uh, it, 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 I'm talking about abortion when the fetus is um, probably going to be born not right. Defect, defects? Defective, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, uh, and this has been a very contentious issue in Poland for a while now. So like for the past five years, the feminist movement has been, you know, really strong. And they were trying to push a law similar to this a couple of years ago. And there was huge protests. And in the end, there was like a, like a, a compromise that, you know, lasted for a couple of years, but really was just swept underneath the rug. And now the whole coronavirus, you know, uh, uh, destroying the world uh the the main you know the government chose that this is the right time to to head back to that issue 
and uh, and that was done. I, it wasn't done overnight, but it was done very quickly in the sense that, you know, on Wednesday night, you know, on Wednesday, no one was expecting anything. And then on Friday, fucking the law was passed and uh, no, riots, too strong of a word, but, you know, huge protests started in Warsaw. And now they've been going on for, you know, three or four days with the whole, uh, right now I live in Warsaw and the whole city has been blocked by cars and uh, no one's moving anywhere. And yeah, even well, we should say before that, before this law got passed a few days ago, it was already, um, uh, abortions were already mostly illegal. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think in, in terms of like uh, other European countries, I think we've got one of the, the most strict laws when it comes to abortion. Uh, but I think the main issue with this, and this is going to be a very subjective opinion. This is, you know, you're talking to, 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 that's what we go <laughs> for here. Been, okay. Excellent. Well, uh, I just like to underline that I was playing, you know, my PlayStation the whole day. So I'm not an expert. <laughs> um, but uh, You are really compared my, to us. Yes. Uh, well, listen, the way, what you got to understand is that the political situation in Poland for the last 10, 15 years, it's been basically about two political parties. And I'm going to, I don't know if you guys want to go as far as I'm going with you, but this is, gonna, I'll give you the gist of Polish politics in two yeah. or three minutes. Yeah, and then you'll great. understand what's happening now a bit more, right? Good. Perfect. Um, uh, about 15 years ago, uh, did you ever hear about the Polish president dying in an air crash? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about here? No, okay. no we did no. not even. Please tell us. <laughs> okay, so like 15 years ago, this is uh, you got uh, two guys in Poland, twins. There's identical twins. One is the president and one is the leader of the political party that is about to get into power. They're like the Winklevoss uh, twins. Wait, so they're opposition identical twins no 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 identical twins working together one's already the president and the other one's you know uh, trying to become the prime minister right and these uh identical <laughs> yeah it's uh, that's what i was saying um but uh, uh the president dies in an air crash uh, uh and the plane was going to russia to commemorate uh, like a very other important historical event that is very contentious, which I'm not going to get into because it's going to be bringing us back to the 1920s with this one, 1940s. Um, so the president dies. And now the other twin is kind of saying, listen, the Russians, not only did they kill the president, they also killed my brother. Mm -hmm. Right. So the whole kind of political uh, conversation for the past 10, 15 years has been whether the president was killed by the Russians, whether, you know, the twin's brother has been killed. He's always been saying that it was the Russians. Uh, that was the narrative for like five or 10 years. Then they get into power with that narrative, let's say. I'm simplifying it a lot. And now uh, this political party that is kind of based on this kind of, um, you know, on, on, on an angle where, uh, you know, we're always the victims, there's always an enemy, uh, you know, the classic kind of populist uh, way of, you know, using power, right? Or I don't know if I'm, you know, maybe yeah. missing. Is yeah. this the law and justice party you're talking about? That's the law and justice party. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, were fa basically founded in a guy dying and a conspiracy. Yeah, continue. And, and is this the, kind of like a conspiracy or maybe a theory that he was killed by the Russians? And so it was the, the political party wasn't founded then. I mean, okay. it existed, it existed, but it was the, uh, again, I'm missing a word, the counterparty, not the one in power, but the opposition, the opposition. Yeah. Opposition. The opposition. Yeah. And, um, and once the president died, in fact, they didn't win the first election afterwards. So that's also very interesting. People forget that, that they didn't win the first one afterwards. The, the main, you know, the, 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 the 
PO is the other political party, won it then. And then for four years, they were saying like, these guys, not only are they in power, they're also not doing anything about my brother that was killed by the Russians. And that narrative lasted for four years and then they got in power. And now it's 10 years later with these two political parties always you know, locking heads. But right now it's so divided, Poland is so divided that it's really us against them. And that narrative has been present, you know, even stronger in the last couple of days. And you know, it's been just mounting for years. Who's the one with the 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 twins? Is that Duda or is that's, that, is that, or is that that's, no? That's, that's the... Kaczynski. So right now in Poland, this is also like a <laughs> like a, almost like a James Bond villain plot twist. But you've got um, the main guy in Poland isn't actually he doesn't have like an official position almost. Uh, you've got the president that's Duda. You've got the prime minister that's Morawiecki. But they all belong to a political party which is ruled by Kaczynski, and, and he's Kaczynski the real is the. And he's the guy, he's the puppet master. Puppet but he's, Kaczynski. yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. But he lives like in a fucking house down the road from here. So he's oh, not smart. like, he lives in an, yeah, he lives in an ordinary house. He's, he doesn't have a family. He's like this big fucking thing with his cat. He has a cat. He loves cats and he rules what? the fucking world. <laughs> like he's, uh, Kaczynski. Yeah. yeah. Kaczy- uh. Shout out Kaczynski. So if you went, if you, kids in your neighborhood are trick or treat, or you don't go trick or treat, but if you're walking around the neighborhood, you can see him, you can see him out and about today, this week or you just see him out. He's, he's like an evil well, right Warren now, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right uh, now there's huge protests underneath his house. So yeah. uh, so I don't think you'll see him, oh. see a lot of him. But he is, yeah, he's basically... You know, the grocery he, store. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost. I mean, I've never personally seen him, but it's not uncommon to see him. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the kingmaker. He's, yeah, he's the puppet master. He's okay. definitely, yeah. So he's and the puppet so master. What happens um, kind of like in the culturally society, in the society that allowed for this, it seems like, I mean, they're called the Law and Justice Party. It seems like a nationalistic party. They're anti-gay, they're anti-Jew, yeah. anti-German. Um, what, yeah. what, what was going on in society that allowed them to come to power? Was it like, was, was the economy bad or something? Or kind of- I, I, I would, I'd go even further. I'd, okay. I'd, I'd make you guys realize that in Poland, historically, I mean, even geographically, it's between Germany and Russia, basically. There's a couple of countries in between, but it's where the, you know, you've got fucking huge, uh, you know, Eastern European influences, uh, sorry, Western European influences, Germany, France, like the continental Europe. And then we're very close to Russia. And we've always been like that state where if these guys are fighting, they're fighting at our place. You know what I mean, there's a comedian in Poland who has that joke uh, where he kind of says something along the lines that, uh, uh, you know, we're great. We're not great at war. We lose them, but we're great at hosting wars. If you guys yeah. want to have a war, it comes to our place. And it's, you know, well, yeah, Stalin and Hitler originally agreed to, you know, split up Poland. That's how they could you know, keep the peace for a bit. And then. <laughs> and, work and so pretty much, and that's been, and the wars between kind of Germany, Russia, Poland in the mix, fucking Austria, the Habsburg empire earlier, that's been like for, ever since Poland started. I mean, that's always been the case where we're kind of going here, going there, fucking doing something with these guys, then going against these guys. It's always been a, like a war ridden uh, history. Um, so with that in mind, uh, after World War II, uh, Poland kind of becomes close goes closer to europe i mean it's communism fuck this is actually a lot of uh no this is fine man that's what we do on our show don't worry about it okay there's no after world war we like to make fun of our listeners but they are actually smart so you can go as deep (laughs) as you want to go people are interested world war ii happens and then communism happens in poland so uh we're forced to be russian right so everyone uh you know 
they, they allow us to have our own language, but it's all Russified. There's propaganda everywhere, and everyone fucking hates communism. There's nothing in the shops. Everyone's uh, trying to get rid of communism. And then in the 90s, Solidarność comes about, which is a movement, uh, one of the greatest historical movements, because peacefully we managed to get rid of communism in Poland. There was never any war. There was never any uh, violence. It just kind of happened. Uh, you know, through through a, for a series of mistakes by the Communist Party, through the you know unification of workers, uh, and at some point the Communist Party said, "Let's have a free election," because they thought they're going to win it, and they actually lost terribly. And then there's a period of change where, from the 90s to let's say the early 2000s, uh, we you know we switch from a communist um, state to a to a you know let's say Western European. Uh, like a culture, whatever, <laughs> for for lack of words, right? So within those changes and that, to answer your question, how did it happen that a right wing government came into power? It's always been, you know, traditionally, historically, we've always been fucking a bit of here, a bit of there, right? So it's not as if, oh my god, this is the first right wing government we've ever had. What's happening? It's always kind of fucking been around, and you know, as the world is, you know changing fucking everywhere you got right-wing uh, governments coming into power and poland's no different right so it's to answer your question why poland has right-wing government fucking why does the world do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. yeah so maybe the opposite um why did why did it why did russia i mean why did poland not have a right-wing government maybe for like that little gap in the middle would that be a better question if it seems like the norm is to have a right-wing Right-wing government. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's the norm to have a right wing or a left wing. I'd say the norm yeah. is that it, it it fluctuates. That would yeah. be the norm, right? Yeah. Uh, I think right now, you know, in the last, I mean, I'm only 27, so I only know Poland, you know, past the communist times, which were in the 90s, right? So I was born in communist Poland, but I don't really remember it. My brothers that are 10 years older, they kind of have some memory of it. I'm from the kind of newer generation that has had it all. So people my age are generally more left-wing, more kind of Europe-centered, but there's still that clash of, uh, of, of generations, right? Where the older people, they don't speak English, they speak still Russian. There's a huge difference between urban Polish people and rural Polish people. The guys, you know, who, who, who don't live in cities, those are the main uh, people voting for the uh, peace, which is a law and justice power, uh, political party. Right. So, so there's, a, there's a huge divide in Poland based on you know, city and um, and rural age and, and, and you know, different generations locking heads. And the, and the, if you're the Law and Justice Party then is against, is still angry at Russia, correct? Since, because they- Yeah, don't. yeah, yeah. Pretty so much, the, in, in, in fairness, all of Poland hates Russia. Right. So that's the interesting <laughs> thing, because it's a, it's a Trump-like figure, but they're against Russia, then I guess you'd be pro, I mean, you're a member of NATO, Poland, yeah. right? So it's yeah. still like a Western Europe, even in the Law and Justice, how do they feel about the rest of Europe then? So, that, so, so, so there's a lot of benefits from being in the European Union, but their general angle is to kind of fuck Europe, do it our own way, uh, right? In, yeah. in general, but obviously it has some nuances. Uh, you know, sometimes it's better to be a bit, a bit more European, sometimes it's not. But in general, it's fucking Poland and we're Poland and fuck the rest. So what is um, this, this that you've seen? What are like the real life differences from pre, say, 2013-14, before Duda, Duda, am I saying that correctly? Duda, yeah, the president, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he, the president came into power, and then now five years later, I don't know, a lot of the articles we've read, they said, oh man, this is the end of, um, 
the end of democracy. Of democracy, the fact that he's won again because he has is it three more years or five more years? I'm not exactly yeah, sure. I think he's just won it like uh, like uh, two or three months ago, so it's another five years for him. But to, to yeah. again underline that point that I was making that Duda and everyone else they're just puppets, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like he won it, and it was that was the closest one we got to because the the law and justice party has in has been in power for I think six or seven years, let's say. Uh, and this one was like the, the election for the president, which is the most uh, highly attended election usually, but it's not the most important because the president doesn't really have too much power in Poland. The so prime he's minister more a, has more. Yeah, the prime minister does, yeah. But the prime oh. minister, again, as I said, is part of the political party, Same which party. is ruled by, yeah, which is ruled by fucking Kaczynski. So pretty much everyone just answers to Kaczynski and he sits at home with Why his Why doesn't Kaczynski and, run himself? He just doesn't, he likes to be with his cat. That's an interesting question. He did, uh, he lost, and that's because uh, he's too—he's a little bit too um, too aggressive in in terms uh, of his image. So he's an older guy; he doesn't have a family. It's it's easier to sell, you know, like the prime minister, the president, they're younger dudes uh, that have a nice smile. Yeah, yeah, you know, this they, is they look like better in a. No one wants a guy with a cat to be their president. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, a single, a single man. My wife told me this a long time ago. She would never date a guy when she was single who had just had a cat. Like nobody wants a single man with a cat. So that's the, that's, yeah. this is almost, yeah. this, this reminds me of like uh Steve Bannon type, type figure who is yeah. kind of for a little while was the puppet master behind Trump. He got kicked out of the Trump uh, yeah, team. Yeah, Trump turned on him. But, um, <laughs> or like our, uh, who was uh, Cheney, like a Dick Cheney or a yeah. Baker, James Baker type. Uh, one of these people who's in the yeah. shadows, but actually ruling, ruling the government. Okay, so then, uh, Kaczynski, what's what's his? Where did he come from? What's his story? So, so his angle, as I said, his brother was he died in the air crash. Oh, he's the one. Sorry, I didn't yeah. realize he's the, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. guy. Okay, he's the same guy. Guy. Yeah. guys. I, uh, by the way, I'm aware of how confusing this is. I'm trying to simplify it as oh, much yeah. as I can, but also, like, don't worry if if you know if if you're not getting something, then just tell me again, and I'll, I'll try to rephrase it a little bit differently. So his brother. It. Yeah, excellent. So, well, so where did uh, <laughs> so so let's go to the to get elected. It seems seemingly yeah. this time, Duda, even if he doesn't have much power, he ramped up anti-German, anti-gay, anti-Jewish. Anti yeah. So the should we take those one at a time? Like, <laughs> okay, definitely anti-gay. Like the whole L, uh, against LGBTQ. Unfortunately, right now Poland is, uh, you know. Um, you mentioned in your intro the L free uh, LGBT free zones that unfortunately you know kind of happened in Poland. I don't know if it's still happening. Yeah, how uh, does it explain how that works exactly? For it seems like it's a honest, third of the country, right? Uh, listen, guys, it's something that um, it's almost like a like a like a uh, it's 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 such an easy thing to kind of throw like what is this and stuff like that 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 you like. I don't want you guys to have an image of Poland where fucking, you know, you, yeah. you know, are they crucifying gays everywhere? You have like a movement of people who, who, who catch on to these topics. And, and as I said, I mean, the, the word is, the world is burning right now. And, you know, you got the pandemic and everything. And instead of talking about the important issues, we're talking about these issues because everyone kind of has an opinion about the fucking gays. Do you know what I mean? And that way you can, you know, speak and talk and people can get mad at each other. And that's why it's kind of being flashed in you know in, in in the narrative so if i can let's focus let's talk about this because everyone's emotional everyone has an opinion and this is something that we can you know fight about whereas the stuff that we should be discussing is swept underneath the rug why am i saying is 
what, what I'm saying is that the LGBT free zones were a thing. I personally never actually saw them. Do you know what I mean? Like I know they were, I know that there was a newspaper that at some point printed stickers that you can put this sticker on your uh, on your house and then your house is an LGBT free zone. You know what I mean? And that was very where they can't come in. That those... yeah, where they can't come in. Yeah, but again, it's more of a it's more of an ideological thing, symbolic rather really. yeah. exactly. Really. It's a symbolic thing rather than an actual. You know, there's no like gates at the town at the town border that is allowing in certain people and not other people. That's exactly my point. Yeah. So it's all this. The whole war is ide- ideological. Yeah, and I mean, again, I mean, you're speaking with you know, uh, let's say a comedian who's traveled the world, who's, yes. uh, uh, who's 27, who lives in Warsaw and stuff like that. Around my community of people, you know, it's as strange as, as it is to you guys. Right. So, so, you know, the way you, you guys are, you know, looking at me is like, this is crazy that it's happening. I'm like with you. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Of course, that of course. Yeah, yeah. This is, we're not attacking. Yeah. We're just trying to find so out. So LGBTQ people in Warsaw, they're just not, they're just not going to certain areas, I guess, other parts of the, would you say? Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I guess here's that's way, what's happening. Yeah. Here's a way yeah. to maybe phrase the question. Um, do you cause it because it's I, I don't know the map, the articles we've read about it are like kind of saying they're saying what you're saying. I mean the headline is always LBGT LBGQ. Sorry. Yeah, we can't I can't get them in the room. Whatever it is. That's probably the first time I ever listened to the letters like that. There's a constant talking. Uh, the anyway, Q complicates just, everything. When it was LGBT, I was all, all good with yeah, it. But then it went an LGBTQT. No, I'm not even it, saying like what it, mean, it is. I'm just saying like I can't repeat five letters in a row. LGBT. Does it mean the conspiracy? It doesn't mean cannot. Q9, no. No, no it means queer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> LBGT, uh, the z- zones. It says, it's yeah. basically, the, the headline is always, they have these in Poland. It's a third of the country. Then when you read it, it says, um, these are just towns that have kind of like the gov- the local government has kind of decided this you can't do maybe you can't get married I don't know these things aren't welcome certain things aren't welcome it does seem like in the whole country is gay marriage illegal yeah yeah so yeah. when you yeah. tour the country what are your audiences like are your audiences vastly different from the rural to the city mm, that's an interesting question uh I think the main difference for me would be a big city and a small city. Yeah. But also I would say that people that, you know, go to stand-up shows in Poland would also have a common denominator, right? Okay. So those people would be in general, I'm saying like, if we have these people in the whole of the country, these people would be more progressive, would be a bit better educated or, or, or whatnot. Right. So uh, when I'm touring the country, I guess I like to tour bigger cities, but that's also because, you know, like uh, smaller cities don't have Uber yet, right? Yeah, so, uh, so that's where so the audiences like got, are, kind of. Yeah. Exactly, so, and also I've got Uber jokes. So when I go to a smaller city, I gotta get rid of two minutes of my, you know, Uber jokes because they don't get it, you <laughs> know what I mean? So- You can do <laughs> an person- Uber joke in the middle of like nowhere, um, Wisconsin in America. You can do Uber jokes throughout the United States. So yeah, yeah. Is, you, you guys don't know how lucky you are. I mean, it is it is a struggle here in Poland, man. You that create is a different funny material. Yeah, I think in the U.S. because I, as you know, I started in China, and it would be the same. Like certain places, older Chinese people probably just wouldn't come out for stand up, almost because they haven't heard about it, maybe. But in the U.S., stand up's been around for so long that there's every single type of comedian. So there would be if this was Poland there would be a hundred comedians who were in favor of the anti-gay zones 
and yeah. they would yeah. go tour those places and they would make like a million dollars a year touring those type of communities. Anti-gay zone tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> print the t-shirts. No. I like that niche. Number one I in like that niche. I feel like I might transition into this. Are you saying that's where the money's at? I, I like this. <laughs> no, there's, there's, we're not saying anything, but yeah. It, so what I'm saying is it's so developed that everybody goes to comedy in America. You don't have to be a certain type of person. So even if you're touring, um, especially if you're not like famous, but if you're touring like me, you're playing to literally everyone because they're just coming out for a comedy show and they don't know who it might be. But I could see how in places where comedy is a little newer. It's like, do they not come out because they don't know what it is? They don't come out because they're like, oh, it's not for me. What The subjects they're talking about are going to be liberal. It's, it's, it, nah, I'd say it's a little bit of everything, even, you know, even the infrastructure, like in those smaller places, you know, there's, it's hard to find a venue and stuff like that. So oh, yeah. it's even, you know, stuff, stuff as simple as that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, with that said, I mean, Poland doesn't have as much, I don't think there's any right wing comedian in Poland, just to touch upon what you said okay. there, where, yeah, where, market. I know. Yeah, that's exactly. Are yeah, you listening? Yeah. Failing American comedian? Yeah, brush up on your Polish. Um, most most of us are liberal, but also I would say this is an interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if what I'm about to say is true, but I think it is. Yeah, I don't think it. there's too many political comedians in Poland. I don't oh, think the political oh. humor has has really hit big in Poland just yet. Like you guys, it's pretty much everything coming out of America right now is political and it has been yeah. for the past five years. It's uh, been a pro- which, it's a bit of a problem in America. Unfortunately, yes. a little yes. too much. It's it's guys, it's, not, it's fucking hard to watch. It's, it's hard, hard to, watch. to watch. That's yeah. yeah. No, it's Peter. It's terrible. It's why uh That's why we, Turner's so big because he's not that way. <laughs> he's not a political comedian. I don't no one is a, here's the problem yeah. is that 10 years ago um there were political comedians in America. There was about 12 of them and when you would go to see their show, that's what they were. That's what John nice. Stewart was. He was right. a political comedian. Bill Maher. There's a bunch of them in San Francisco yeah. who never really got super famous. Uh, Louis Black, right? Yeah. And so you would go being like, these people study politics. They've learned as a lot of stuff. About, they've learned a lot about it. And I'm going to go because I agree with them. And also because they're funny and they have punchlines and they're kind of educated. Now yeah. it's like you watch CNN or Fox News for five minutes and then all of a sudden you're a political comedian, but you're dumber than the audience on politics. So it's like not everyone needs to be, I, I, there is a place for it, but not 90% of comedians need, you know? That's my opinion. Yeah. Is it part of the reason why people don't do politics, you think, because are there concerns about free speech issues or the government cracking down or anything? Or is it not? Nah, free, free, free speech is definitely not an issue. I mean, especially I mean, it might be an issue for some people, but not for comedians. It's, it's not a it's not a real thing. I mean, sometimes you get in trouble for certain things, but it's not a free speech. It's not as if like censorship. You can't say this or the government or the police will kick in your you know, kick your door in and fucking arrest you. It's not that. I think the actual real answer to that question is because the scene is so young, as in, uh, you know, comedy has been in Poland, you know, around uh, the generation of stand-up comedians that are kind of American stand-up comedians uh, or American style. Yeah. American style. Yeah. Thank you. That's been, you know, 10, maybe 15 years. So when we started and we were in our early 20s, now we're, you know, in our early 30s, maybe, you know, early 40s. And you know, personally, I'm 27. I don't give a fuck about politics too much. So it's not something you don't want to hear a political stand-up routine from a kid who's 27. Do you know what I mean? So all the other guys that are, you know are performing right now, you know, they're a little bit older than me, but it's also the same 
case. So I think we're just too young to be, you know, political comedians. That's my personal opinion about why there isn't political stand-up comedy. In it makes sense. It's also probably, so um, in the early days of comedy in the U.S., you were just a comedian because there weren't a lot of comedians. The more comedians there got to be, as as a, almost a business, like you have to you have to um, target market. You know, like any nor like say you sell shoes, you also have to be like, do we sell tennis shoes? Do we sell women's yeah. high heels? So as a comedian, I think people also kind of naturally went like, well, am I a political comedian? Am I like uh, slapstick? Like what style am I? And then you develop that style so you get that audience. But that was the next step, right? Right now in Poland, yeah. the biggest comedians are the ones that are the most, uh, not not specific, but the opposite. The ones that are the most accessible to everyone. You know, the guys who can I make agree. a joke, yeah. make your dad laugh, your your daughter laugh, your, your brother laugh or whatever, right? And then the whole family goes and these guys are fucking making everyone laugh. Yeah. And, and I think the next step after that in terms of, you know, the scene progressing is that you're going to have comedians that only make these, you know, this group of people laugh, that I mean, group of people frankly, laugh. the hardest is that first kind you were just talking about but then people get more niche when they have to. yeah but um so what about the back to the the what about the german where did the anti-german like that seemed interesting to us the anti-german rhetoric that was coming about from okay uh, so Cuba. again let's let's bring it back again to, to underline the point Poland's between Germany and Russia. We've always had fucking conflict, right? Okay. Uh, after World War II, you guys, you know, know the gist of World War II. I'm not going to explain it. You know, fucking Poland hates Russia. Pol Poland hates Germany. The whole world fucking hates Germany at that point. Poland right. especially. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, we've always not liked each other. But personally, what I think has happened is that then we had communism. So, you know, kind of everyone turned towards Russia and we fucking hate Russia more than we hate Germans, I would say. Right, but that's probably fucking everyone has, you know, everyone hates everyone here. Um, <laughs> it's not refreshing. It's, <laughs> no, it used to be normally everywhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where does the anti-German rhetoric come from? I mean, it's that, that one has always been around, to be honest with you. Like, okay, so uh, it's an easy string to pull to get right. and, to and, yeah. form a political uh, platform. Right. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Speaking of easy strings to pull, the, there was a lot of a talk of also about a term mentioned anti-Jewish, like the Jews are Jewish interests are being served by the opposition, and I I find that fascinating because there aren't a lot of Jews like in Poland now. I mean, there used to be that's we strange. Have, we, used one, to, yeah. we used to have millions, and now there's like ten to twenty thousand total. Uh, so I don't know where that even does that even work with people. Do people even have opinions on Jews in Poland? Uh, I I don't I don't think that's a thing. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as much of a thing as it is everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like the Jews are ruling the world. I think you'll find that in any that is pretty universal in the world. It's yeah, <laughs> it's that's pretty it. hack. It's hack. It's seriously, you know. Yeah, at this point, original. I mean, uh, so it, it exists as much here as it does, let's say, in the states or in any other European country. But it's not a particular issue. It doesn't I don't, really like. Stick. The, yeah, it doesn't like when you when we we're talking about the LGBTQ. I'm thinking, all right, this is a thing that is fucking, I mean, unfortunately, we're pretty bad in terms of the rest of the countries. We're pretty much pulling them back with this one. But the anti-Jewish thing, I think that's fucking, that's, it's not a, it's not a real issue here. I, right. I, I, I don't think. I mean, everyone knows the Jews did it, so we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah. Pretty far. Yeah, this is uh, it. Whatever it is. We, we, are, that, we yeah. do run the world, of course, so, you know. Yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't let you guys in on the Zoom passcode <laughs> for the meeting. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So what about uh, uh, coronavirus? So dude uh, got yesterday got coronavirus, right? Yeah, oh, I think so. 
Yeah, no, he got it. And also, he uh, this is a funny story. Uh, you guys follow tennis at all? Yes. Kaplan, uh, I, do. I do a little bit. Yeah, well, the Polish girl won the... Oh, yeah, role. she was like 17 years old, right? And she won the French Yeah, Open. 19. She's 19. 19. Yeah. Very young. She's 19, Your Honor. She was 19, I uh, promise. <laughs> 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 oh, so I'm going to look at her. You're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she, yeah, she's a big star in Poland right now. because She's like the first tennis player to win uh, uh, the Roland Garros. Is that how you pronounce it in English? Yeah, the French Open, yep. French Open, uh, and yeah, she visited the president to to, to receive oh, no. a Medal of Honor, and now she's under yeah, quarantine. she's also been <laughs> quarantined. Yeah. If he kills your most your best athlete ever, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the first Polish person to ever win a Grand Slam tennis tournament, or or at least female. So I'm not uh, sure, definitely but, female, yeah. definitely. Yeah, actually, fuck it. What am I saying? I yeah, know I this. Yeah, not, that's true. <laughs> I want to say, oh, maybe in the past, in the twenties, we. Are, nah, this is probably. Nah, this is definitely the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be terrible. What is what is the uh, Catholic Church? I so it's like Catholic Church is like nine ninety percent of the people identify as Catholic. Does the Catholic Church have a pat like intense power in Poland, or how powerful is the church? It's yeah. It's again that's a nuanced issue. I mean. Poland is uh, 99% of Poland is tall, white, Catholic, uh, fucking and blonde. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like everyone, okay. everyone looks like me. There's, there's not much variety. Not uh, a lot of like, Kaplan's. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> and uh, I could be unique there. Let's go. So uh, uh, in terms of, you know, the church, yeah, it definitely has too much power. Yeah, I, I guess I'm asking because uh, the articles show that the these protests that are going on right now against the um, the abortion thing, you know, yeah, they like were going into churches yesterday, like Catholic churches, and protesting inside of churches in Poland. So, is there some connection between the government and the Catholic Church? Yeah, the the the, the church is always like a I don't know how to call this, but like a like a voting power. Do you know what I mean? Like if you yes. appease the church, you get you get votes, right? Makes so sense. in that sense, in that sense, the church has always influenced, well, always, you know, in the last 20 years has been a big influence in politics, uh, you know, directly even so in, in terms of like, it's not uncommon for a priest to finish a mass by saying, you know, now you guys know who to vote for. Do you know oh, what wow. I mean? Like, so though even like sometimes mass churches, and again, th these, you know, masses are attended by masses is that it by <laughs> lots of people a, yeah by lots of people I, I thought i almost made a joke there I, you I, did i, I got was, it you know was it was it a joke i wasn't i wasn't sure as i was saying it's like, it. yeah what are we what are we doing here anyway so you know these these meetings are attended by a lot of people and uh and within that group there's also you know a, a lot of variety i got friends that go to church and they're perfectly normal and they you know they don't you know, a piece to that political side of the church. But with yeah. that said, as I told you, there's also, you know, a hundred thousand fucking whatever people voting in the rural side that church is the only thing they got. And when the church tells them to vote for that, that's what they, they do. do. Yeah. So yeah. traditionally church is against abortion. So uh, th this is something that was passed, you know, in accordance with the church. And also I don't want to make the, I don't want to dilute this issue, but there's another political party that actually passed this legislation, but that's not really important. And that party is also highly connected with the church. But okay. don't worry. I'm just throwing that as a tidbit, but don't worry but about it, the specifics but it, because it, we'll get it, tangled up. Did it get passed by the government or it went to the court? It had been passed and the court was ruling on it? Like, how does it, how nah, does it work right it, there? No, so it, it, it's it's the court, which is, you know, uh, theoretically independent from the government passed it 
But the problem is, is that the court system is actually being ma manipulated, maneuvered to a point where it's not as uh, independent. independent as it should be. Court packing. Right? So that's it. That's exactly yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So right now, again, I don't want to tell you the numbers and I, I don't want you know people to be like, well, it's not this number or not that number. But, you know, let's say fucking 20 percent, 30 percent of the guys that are in the court, you know, are politically aligned with the political party that's and pushing for something does the political party get to appoint them yeah like they do in the u.s or not i like the, uh, yeah i think so i think so i don't want to i don't want, don't quote me on that all right no problem i know that i i know that the ju judiciary system is fucked in poland right now as well and this is again these protests this movement is also a result of those actions that have been taking place in the last two or three years where the judges have been you know uh specific judges have been appointed specific laws have been changed uh, and you know the judiciary system is getting weaker and weaker okay and then it also seems like the media uh part of the uh the current government's like goal is to control media as much as possible is that going yeah, to yeah. fruition is that happening I mean, there's, again, there's two, let's say, big TV stations in Poland. One is like the national TV station that is uh, sponsored by the government, and it is a hardcore propaganda. Like, it's gotten to a point where it's almost like a comedy propaganda show where, oh. you know, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head, but pretty much anything you can imagine is like, in terms of like, uh, there's, uh, I, there's a, let's say there's 50 to 100,000 people protesting, right? Right now, which right. would be a fair judgment. Again, that's such a fucking loose call on- There's a lot of people, a lot of that's people. Fine. Yeah. That's fine, A lot of people. Don't and, get bogged uh, down on the details. This is yeah. a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the, the main TV uh, platform was uh, during the time of the protest was showing how to fucking handle uh, carrots in the kitchen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they weren't showing yeah. the protests. And then when they were describing them, they were saying that there's like 50 to 100 people. And you're going like that's not even like it's it's right it's like a parody it's, it's hard it's so to, far propaganda that they're like they've almost gone too far exactly exactly so, so is there concern that um tv you guys doing comedy do you, will be allowed on tv in the future or is that i guess if no one's doing political stuff it doesn't really matter are, yeah I'll go even further with that question. I don't think in Poland the comedians if we're switching to comedy questions I don't think Polish comedians want to be on tv anymore uh, I mean, for us, YouTube is has been, you know, the greatest thing that has happened. Not only has it taught us stand up, but right now we're blowing up thanks to it. And there's no real motivation to go to TV. The money's not there. The 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 popularity is not there. Uh, you got to compromise your material. You know, you're talking with execs that don't know anything about comedy. And we've done it a couple of times. We've done like the Polish Comedy Central shows, and you know, it hasn't been good. You know, you have to. You know, I've got personal stories. This this is like a like a like a thing that we often use as an example. But the guy like who was editing it, editing the show at the Polish Comedy Central, uh, there was a comedian on stage, and they were using like uh, audience shots, uh, like from different shows. Like so, the crowd is laughing, but the audience isn't. Do you know what I mean? So they're using it's a different, different audience. Like it, you hear yeah, laughter, but audience. you don't see laughter. Editing a different exactly. audience. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and at one point, at one, at one point, you had a comedian on stage, and then he was watching himself because he kind of just he like was in was the, in the, he yeah, was, he was in the audience watching another comedian, he was and in then the he that shot. <laughs> He's a seat filler for himself. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, and uh, I'll be back in one second. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. 
yeah, yeah, easy. Did uh, so, but yeah. So did you? Uh, did, but are, there are independent TV stations, but are those kind of like disappearing, or is that the fear they're going to start to disappear or be less independent because he, the government's going to point people to run them or sell them to Polish? Interests? You know, I I don't I don't have a TV, and most of my friends uh, don't have a TV anymore, so I'm not really sure what's you know in what? terms of other political stations. But the basic narrative is that there's two main ones and a couple of fucking other ones and some private ones in terms of like, you know, some sports ones and whatever. Right. right? But the two main ones is basically TVP, which is the government, uh, which is a load of shit. Like it's, it's unwatchable at this right. point. It's, it's like, it's like Russian. Le- have you seen the, ever seen the Russian propaganda TV station? I know they talk about it here a lot. It's like, it's often, like that, but- it's often compared. It's that's often it's, compared. That's, to it's, what, that's yeah. its high water mark that it's shooting for. Pretty much, yeah. We should have awards yeah. for that, actually. Propaganda awards. <laughs> should be like new Oscars. And then, uh, yeah, in America, Trump would love it if Fox News, which is our, you know, extreme. But it's not that extreme. It's like he would, he gets, he turns on them, he gets mad at them. They don't, they don't fall in line <laughs> enough for his life. Yeah, but that's know? a private run. Fox it's is private, private run. Right? It's technically private yeah. run, yeah. So that's so, just, so, yeah. Yeah. The problem no. here is that it's not private run, it's government run. Right, so it right. should, you know, that's also another point, you know, that is making it a little bit weird. The other one is a private run. And I'd like to tell you it's more objective. Like right. it's, it's definitely, listen, in terms of like, these guys are fucking way down the right. The other guys are, you know, way down the left. And you want to yeah. say that it's in the middle. It's not in the middle. These guys are fucked. These guys are a little fucked. Do you know what I mean? Right. So there's no, there's no opposition network. Yeah. No. And it's interesting though, because I guess you're saying that older people are the ones watching TV. They fall yeah. in line. They're the ones more likely to support the law and order party. And then younger yeah. people, are, they, they're just not watching TV anyway. So it doesn't matter. They're just, you're on YouTube and it's great for your YouTube channel. And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, the that's pretty much cord it. Cutters. You're all cord cutters, as we call it. People who don't want own TVs in America. So what, yeah, that's- yeah. So what is, what do we think, or what do you think is going to happen if in the first five years, um, whatever number of things happened with this government and you said they've been actually been around for six or seven years before before dude does he's like not so powerful what what does it look like it's gonna happen in the next five years man it's hard to say it's hard to say i mean the the world is burning right now isn't it it's on fire with everything that's happening you know the u.s elections are going to influence europe uh you know the coronavirus you know what's going to happen there uh like yesterday I, I got drunk with my friends and uh, in, a, in a drunken rant, I was thinking that there's going to be a war in five years. Like, uh, you know, if you, you might give be me right. a little bit, I'm thinking, you know, th- I, I'm being, you know, a little bit of a, you know, uh, I was panicking, drinking and ranting and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, waking up in the morning, I was like, shit, I could, I don't think I'm that wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, well, like well, I was hoping I'm going to wake up. Shit, what the fuck was I talking about? But I woke up in the morning being like, crap, am I right? Am I, is there going to be a fucking war? Well, you guys um, got great training. Wasn't Poland one of the only countries who, like, helped us in Iraq? Didn't you guys? The Coalition of the Willing? You guys went on yeah. the so we <laughs> Yeah, gave that's the top training then, so you're ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, there was a joke in Poland that we're going to stay in Iraq even when you guys leave. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just uh, nicer weather? Or... Yeah, you know, we again, this the, this is a, something that might interest uh, your viewers, the, the, the relationship between Poland and America from Poland's perspective. Because that's a strange one as well, because you were saying that Trump loves the uh, law and justice power. And in general, Poland has always loved America and since... Like every war you've gone to, we're like, fuck yeah, let's go to war with the Americans. <laughs> but every time, yeah, yeah. But every time we we kind of like wanted something, 
you guys never really we changed. Give you? Nah, it's never been that great on the other side. And what like about the Trump? Big, con- uh, I think Trump has actually been the best because uh, <laughs> the, the most contentious issue, the most contentious issues is the visas. Right. So like Polish people, we, we've got a hard time even entering fucking America. Uh, and, you know, in terms of all those troops we've sent to wars and uh, how aligned we've been, you know, in, in our thinking and stuff, we still, you know, have a very hard time visiting and just fucking, you know, working in America. So uh, I think Trump is the one that actually did anything about it. Because Obama was always like, yeah, yeah. this is wrong. We've got to fix it. I'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because you got you described yourself and your, all your countrymen as tall, blonde haired. You know, that's what the look Trump's going for an immigrant. So, <laughs> so. excellent. Well, <laughs> there's, yeah, I, I think it's partly and I apologize. I mentioned the intro, but we, I grew up. It used to be normal. You'd make Polish jokes in America that you guys weren't bright or anything. That was how we grew up. I, my grandpa, we always hear these jokes. And I think that stereotypes you negatively, and that's that's been the problem. So we got to erase that whole image, you know. I I I we got to bring never... more Polish to America. I, I I support Trump in that. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never thought that the stereotypes, the anti-Polish stereotypes, were important. To be honest yeah. with you, like I, I don't think they were ever harmful. Polish people are stupid. I think fucking that stereotypes is about every nationality. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like Polish people are lazy. So are fucking Puerto Ricans, French, fucking Spanish, <laughs> Chinese, or whatever, right? It's a stereotype that sticks to, to everyone. So I don't think, I don't think Poland has been hard done by by. Poland has been crying the last that 50 makes years. Me feel better. Kaplan's <laughs> grandpa's uh, comments. <laughs> he had some good ones. I wish I remembered him. <laughs> what about uh, the connection to the EU? This kind of fascinates me. Um, yeah. That the EU likes to think of itself as this like liberal body, you know. Uh, but then, how does how does Poland relate and connect? Like, especially in this, like the abortion or even more so the gay, the gay, the anti-gay part. What- so so the, Euro- the European Union has been condemning the law and justice party for quite a while right now. But also there's, you know, there's uh, there's not much they can really do for my, they're putting maybe some sanctions. They may be saying that this shouldn't be done. But as we said, you know, as I already said a couple of times, the world's burning. Everyone's got their own fucking issue to, to sort out, right? There's stuff happening in Hungary, the immigrants, the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like there's this, like Poland is another one of those countries that something fucked up is happening right now. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we've, we're strong. I think we're, we're a big part of the European Union, but at the same time, like we don't have the Eurozone. Right. So uh, we, uh, we still use uh, Polish currency. Um, you know, we're a bit here, we're a bit there. But you, there's not going to be a Polish Brexit type thing. People like being part of the European Union. <laughs> it's not something that's been talked about right now. Will it happen in the next five years? You know, uh, fucking fine out. But uh, it's not an issue. It's not something that's right now being talked about. I was reading about how you guys don't really have any um, oligarchs. It's like a Russian thing, but that's like the fear that that's going to, because you're mentioning what's going to happen in the next five years that this new yeah. government's going to start to become that kind of crony, crony oligarch type economy. Is that something you see happening in Poland where they start, it's like rewarding all the friends and it becomes like a rich, uh, rich oligarch when, paradise. Oligarchy mean that uh, like, like it's, nepotism and all that. Type yeah. Of stuff nepotism. And like, just like, it, it, it's not a real tradition, I guess in Poland. No. Right. But it's like, that's the kind of economy it's kind of devolve, devolving into as you start to, you know, everything becomes more like cronyism based on the leader due to mm-hmm. the party and everything. Is that a, is possibly? That a, yeah, possibly, possibly that's that, that could happen. That's that's one interpretation of the events that, you know, could could unfold. 
Um, I mean, it, it, again, I, I'm, like I'm trying to give you like a good answer to this question, what will happen in the next five years? But I honestly think like, I don't even know what's going to happen in the next six months. Yeah. You know, like with, with everything that's happening right now in the world to predict, you know, you know, even ask yourself the question, like, where is America going to be in five years? Where you're thinking about all the shit that's happening right now. You're like, what? In five years, we fucking, yeah. when do yeah. you even know what's happening on Tuesday? Do you know what well, I mean? and like Duda got, got coronavirus yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. he could be dead it's, in two weeks. That's, well, like, yeah. Who knows, yeah. right? Yeah. You How heard it, it here first. As long as, the, as, long <laughs> as the, the cat man yeah. stays home, but yeah. How's, uh, how's it going with, uh, and we'll end on this, I think. How's it go? How's the country doing overall with coronavirus? Uh, again, I think to, to bring back all the points, right? And, and if, we're, if we're finishing, I want to underline kind of, so, so I've been understood well about everything that I talked about. So all the protests that are happening right now are a result of events that have been happening in Poland in the last 50, 100 years that have been sped up, speeded up by, uh, by the coronavirus, by, uh, by, by, by the passing of the abortion law and stuff like that, right? But in essence, People are protesting because they just need to protest right now. As in, you know, uh, fucking the economic, the economic situation is getting worse and worse. People, you know, are losing their jobs. Uh, you know, shops are fucking closing. Restaurants are closing. People are out on the street and are protesting and are frustrated and are angry and are not being listened to. And the government is fucking steering it all and adding more fucking uh, gunpowder to the fire. Right. So that's what's happening in terms of how we're handling the situation as badly as everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Are you guys, uh, do you guys wear masks or, and social distance and all that stuff in Poland still? Are they? Uh, right now it's yeah. where it's right now we are, we're basically on lockdown, okay. uh, since five days. Uh, but it's not official because then the government would have to, uh, you know, give more money to industries. So it's right. basically a lockdown, but not we, really a lockdown. We have protests still going on. That's allowed. There's protests. That's yeah. Good. Right now uh shops are open restaurants are closed uh cinemas i think are only 25 percent capacity stand-up shows are 25 percent capacity but they can't be happening in a restaurant hmm. um so, so that pretty much means that most of them are going to be cancelled because it's hard you know there's no proper venues can't open up for 25 percent usually we would do it in you know uh as i say restaurant or or venues that have food and beer but those are closed so stand-up is dying um what else is happening in terms of the coronavirus right now <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I, good, have, I have one other question on the abortion thing real quick is it um yeah. are, are there like like pill like can you do like the morning after pill and stuff like that are there illegal places people get abortion like what are people gonna do is they're trying to say are they just gonna go to other countries because people are still mm -hmm. gonna have abortions no i mean i assume I, I don't think that's I think the statistic that's being passed around is that there's a there's a, more than 15,000 abortions done abroad by Polish women uh, yearly wow. and you know they go to the Czech Republic they go to to, to Germany or in Holland uh, so yeah I mean it's it's not going to change I mean because again it's not as if you know I I don't really know what the situation was before this law has been passed you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's always been bad. And now you hear this. And honestly, personally, I would have, you know, if they would have told me that this has been the case for the past three or four years, I'd been like, yeah, I'm not surprised. But now they're telling me that this has just been, you know, <laughs> right, brought in. Nice. Yeah. So you've never knocked anyone up is what you're saying. Good to know. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and the All morning, right. the morning pill, that's, that's something you can buy in a pharmacy, right? You don't need any. Uh, I think so. right? 
I don't know either. I've never been in that situation, but I think so. You could just buy it in the pharmacy here, at least in some states. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know why I raised an issue that I have no idea about. To be honest, we could have finished like two sentences ago, and it would have been great. And I just put myself in another. I think yeah, we just go, we buy it, you give it, you make sure the girl takes it. You call her every hour. Did you take it? Did you take it? Okay, good. I'm off the hook. And that's that's it, everybody. That's the podcast. Uh, uh, Peter Zamoski, thank you so much for doing it, man. Yes. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yes. And where should people go to watch your videos or to find you? What's the best place to find you? Uh, I think for, I actually think that if you Google Polish comedian, like on YouTube, I'll be the one that comes up. So you have uh, millions and millions of views. Wow, so I don't doubt huge. it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Peter Kaplan. Uh, everybody, $10, $10, sign up for $10 a month to our Patreon page. We will send you a number one in an Armenia shirt as soon as those get printed. Uh, designs coming next week. Printing coming very soon. Kaplan, that's it. What should we do? I think we should get lost. Get lost! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.